During this week's press lunch and audio, you're going to hear from quarterback Sefo Lufau first, head coach Mike McIntyre, and lastly, defensive lineman Leo Jackson. Yeah, you know, the guys are really upbeat, uh, a lot of high spirits this week, and, you know, I think you can really attribute that to the win. And um, A lot of guys are bouncing around, um, really good tempo at practice today, um, and I think we'll be ready for UCLA come Saturday. So you talked about uh, you know, getting ready for UCLA, their defense uh, a little bit different than some others you've seen this year. What do you see out of them? Uh, you know, I, they have a really strong secondary um, and a really good defensive lineman up front, uh, a couple defensive linemen up front. And so uh, we just got to play our game um, and play really smart and uh, take away those turnovers that we had because those are really frustrating and those really stop drives and those are something that we can control as an offense. And so they have a good defense, but, you know, we think we have a really good plan to go against them this week. So, how much progress has the offense made this year? And I guess how much do you think you need to make starting with UCLA in this final five games, playing all these ranked teams in the nation's toughest schedule. I guess where are you at now and how much better do you need to get? I think from the start of the year till now, I think we've improved. I think there's I wouldn't say there's a ways to go, but I still think we need to improve, uh, speaking from an offensive perspective and it's the little things, you know, like I was talking about, like penalties. I think they took away some couple key plays and Especially if we take away those, I think that we have maybe three points, maybe seven more points on the on the board, you know, which can definitely change a game and help put the team away earlier. Um, in the case of last week, and so we just got to be consistent all around and be able to put together drives. I think we did a better job of it against Oregon State, uh, but then it was the fact of being able to finish a drive, and so we just got to be able to put all the pieces together. You know, we we've learned from our mistakes from Oregon State, and I think we'll be ready to go this week. Sefo. Was that losing streak weighing on you guys at all? And either way, how much confidence can a win like that add for the team? I think a little bit. You know, anytime you go on, you know, especially being here for three years and, you know, battling and battling and continuing to lose, it, we're a strong, resilient team, but it, it definitely has an effect on, on any team that you, uh, I guess, ever that ever goes through that. And so it's great to get a win, and it definitely helps our, the morale of the team. You know, we, even if we were to lose that game, which would be really frustrating, we, you know, we'd still fight and come back this week. But to get a win like that and kind of help try and jumpstart the second part of our season so that, you know, we can try and still accomplish the goals that uh, we have. Uh, you, you've come back on disappointing road trips before and stuff. How great is it to be able to, you know, sing the fight song in an opposing locker room and on the plane and that sort of thing? The locker room was great. You know, a lot of guys were yelling, hooting, hollering, and, uh, smiles all around. Uh, we sang the fight song on the way back. Uh, it wasn't the best one. It was about four in the morning. A lot of guys were still sleeping. So, uh, but it's good, you know, to you'll see the, all the guys smiling and just uh, happy to be in each other's company and, and get a win, especially a road win. So, Coach McIntyre explained that the plan going into the game was for you to run more, maybe not as much as you did on the scrambles, but but to a lot of keepers and. So. When did you know, learn that that was going to be part of the game plan? What was your thought about the fact that you were going to be running the ball more? I think I learned uh, Monday, last Monday. Uh, we kind of get the game, the base game plan uh, at the beginning of the week, and uh, that's kind of when I, I guess, saw uh, kind of what the game plan looked like. And you know, just you know, take the game plan, you run with it. And uh, you know, you'd like to sit in the pocket a little more and you know, give it to my playmakers who are a little bit better runners than me. But um, you know, you just got to go out there and make plays. 
So you would prefer not to run as much as it? I prefer to win, so whatever it takes to win. <laughs> Seppo, this is one of the teams you guys took in trouble overtime last year. Uh, is there anything you can take away from that game as far as what you saw from your defense, what you did against them last year? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of great things that we did last year, and I think we can maybe not necessarily replicate that because they're a little bit different this year in terms of what they run on defense. But, you know, I think with what we put in as a, as a game plan for this week in terms of kind of base downs, I think that, you know, we have a really good idea of what we want to do and how to accomplish it. And so I think this is another great week to, you know, get a win. You know, they're obviously a great team. You know, even their offense is great, defense, special teams. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great game, and, you know, I think we're setting ourselves up to have a really good shot at winning it. I thought they played well. You know, it, for being not go, for going out there and I guess they ran or they threw a lot of zone pressure at us. Uh, Oregon State did, and uh, to find the gaps and be able to make plays like they did, you know, I think they did very well. You know, there's definitely room for improvement, but you know, I think Devin, uh, Bryce, you know, Spruce, they all played really well. Erwin made another athletic-looking catch, and so uh, I think all around they did really well. Um, but room for improvement, and you know, I expect some big things from them, uh, especially this week against UCLA. What was it like for you playing without Shea Fields? You definitely lose some speed on the outside, and I think that uh, Oregon State kind of knew that. Um, Shea's one of our faster guys. Uh, him and Devin are probably close at the top, but um, you know, you just lose a little bit of speed. But you know, I trust every other receiver that I have. You know, from from Bobo to Jay McIntyre to Donovan Lee to Devin. You know, I trust all those guys and expect them to make plays and expect them to get open. Definitely, definitely. You know, I think that with Sean kind of emerging as a as a target, you know, I think there was one more play where uh, if there wasn't pressure, I could have given him the ball, but. Um, it kind of gives the defense another thing to worry about because in the beginning of the year, especially with our tight ends, they, they didn't get the ball hardly at all, if, if anything, uh, if at all. And so it just gives them something else to worry about. You know, they can't just, uh, I guess their safeties can't just focus on the receivers and just let the tight end go now. And so, you know, we definitely want to try and get them the ball a little bit more, uh, make it easier and make it so that the, especially the DBs can't, I guess, single out our receivers. Now that you guys got the uh, Pac-12 win monkey off your back, what's next? Just to continue and uh, do our best to kind of go up against UCLA. They're a great team, you know, like I said earlier. But, you know, we're really confident that uh, with the game plan given that we can go out there and put up a good showing and, and even win the game. Yeah, and no one really believes us, and, and that's okay. But we believe in ourselves, and, you know, we'll go out there and uh, – just try and play a consistent game, speaking from an offensive perspective, and, and just try to finish drives. Uh, we want to every time we get in the red zone, you know, we want to come away with points, and I think we need to do that, especially against uh, their offense. Several kind of a random question: You go against the scout team defense every day in practice. Are there any young guys that have kind of impressed you this fall in practice? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think this week, surprisingly, even though it's been one day, because especially we didn't practice yesterday, that I think this might have been their best kind of week of practice so far, in terms of energy and. Uh, hitting, there's a lot more, I guess, hitting. We're only in shoulder pads, but you could hear, I guess, the, the crack of the pads. And so, you know, I think Lyle is doing a really good job up front. Uh, Marquise has done a really good job. And especially, I think, 
Hunter Shaw, who's kind of the leader of that scout team over there, has done a you know excellent job of. You know, he he does that on scout team, and then he goes in at special teams. Yeah, I think he's been hurt a little bit, but uh, if he wasn't, and we had all those middle linebacker issues, you know, he definitely would have been in there. And so, I think Hunter Shaw probably stands out the most. Uh, he's he's the leader over there, and and he always works hard. So you mentioned uh, almost every week you guys talk about the game plan. You guys like the game plan going in. The offense hasn't been as productive as you'd like this year. How much does injuries play a role in that? And what other kind of factors are playing into you guys not scoring and producing as much as you did a year ago? Yeah, I think it comes down to uh, executing <clears throat> and not hurting ourselves. I think that in the first part of the season it was about uh, players missing assignments. And then I think against Oregon State it wasn't as much of missing assignments as uh, penalties and hurting ourselves in that regard, and um, it's just frustrating, you know, to not be able to be clicking on all cylinders and having all the right pieces in the right spot at the right time. And I think that, especially after Oregon State, you know, we kind of see what we can do uh, as an offense, and we just got to go out there and, and learn from our mistakes and, and, and push forward. You know, that's that's all we can do right now. How much do the injuries play a role? Oh, right, my fault. Uh, you know, it, it obviously plays a role. You know, always having moving pieces. You know, it, it shouldn't kind of be a factor, you know, the next man up should be ready to go and uh, ready to participate and, you know, because everyone's experienced, you know, in our, in our offense, it's just a matter of mentally preparing yourself to go out there and make the plays. You talked about singing the fight song and everyone was smiling and happy. <clears throat> there were also a few tears shed. Your coach got pretty emotional after your win, after that win. What did you make of that? You know, he, he, Coach McIntyre and the rest of the, you know, coaching staff put in a lot of work. You know, as a as a team, the players, you know, we put in a lot of work, but the, to get us prepared for Saturdays, the coaching staff does a lot, and for it to finally pay off and, and to get a win uh, means a lot to him. You know, I, I'm really happy for Coach and the team. You know, we've been working hard to get to get a win finally, but uh, not satisfied. You know, it's it's over and done with. You know, Oregon State's in the past, and uh, we're ready to move on to UCLA. Anything else for Sembo? Well, this is kind of random too, but you played a lot of late games, particularly at night. And your body clock is telling you 8:30 at night when you're kicking off. You looking forward to playing under the sun, sunshine for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. You know, we practice in the morning, so I think we'll be very prepared for this game at noon, which will be, I guess, one o'clock for I guess our body clocks. But uh, we'll be ready to go. You know, it's an earlier game, which we're excited about. Not sitting around the hotel all day, just kind of twiddling our thumbs, waiting to go. So. Uh, Excited um, and happy to get back before noon or uh, midnight, I guess. Too. Anything else? Thanks, guys. All right, you ready? Okay. Working on the phones, you gotta be up here. Sorry. Okay. I uh, first of all, I'd like to, uh, you know, I was excited about our our win uh, Saturday night. And uh, we're also excited about playing a 12 o'clock kickoff. We have four night games in a row. Our, our kids are excited about getting up and playing instead of waiting around the hotel. Uh, you know, um, so we got a tough, tough matchup with UCLA um, this week. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, losing Hundley that they might take a step back with their quarterback spot. But uh, I think Josh Rosen uh, is an incredible freshman quarterback. And I mean the word incredible. He has great arm strength, sees the field, um, makes all the right throws. And um, Jim and Noel Mazzoni, um, Jim Moore and Noel Mazzoni have done a good job with him and with their offense. And they, he's got a lot of weapons on offense. 
you know, first you'd start with Paul Perkins, who I think is one of, you know, one of the best backs in the country. And, um, and then they got the big athletic receivers. Um, they can make a lot of plays, and their offensive line's athletic. Defensively, they, you know, their secondary is uh, um, really athletic and moves well. You know, they lost a couple really good players on defense, uh, of course, but they've got guys that filled in right behind them. They're excellent players. They're, their nose tackle, Kenny Clark, is a uh, just a sophomore, but I think he's a force inside. They got uh, excellent pass rusher um, when they put Deion Hollins outside to rush. Um, so they're they're a very talented football team. Also, their kicker um, is an exceptional kicker. I think he kicked a 80-yarder the other night, <laughs> a 60-yarder. It, it looked like to me it could have made it from 65, maybe even 70. I mean, he's an excellent kicker. So they, they've got a very good football team, and it's um, going to be fun to go play there in the Rose Bowl. So I'll take any questions at this time. Coach, Chido Bayouze seemed to be all over the field on Saturday night. What, what has he meant for your defense this season? Uh, everything. <laughs> he is a phenomenal football player who has gotten better and better every year. You know, he started as a true freshman. Um, he's a young man that I've known since he was a ninth grader. I kind of saw him grow up there in San Jose. Comes from an excellent program, Oak Grove High School there in uh, the San Jose area, and he, you know, he's a, uh, he's a, I think he's a, to me, I think he's an All Pac-12 football player, and uh, I, you know, he makes plays, he sacks, he covers, he rushes, he um, does a little bit of everything, and he's an excellent player for us. Coach, your defense has been a work in progress, obviously, mm -hmm. this year with the new <clears throat> defensive coordinator. Uh, there's some good positive signs. You're getting some sacks. You've had some takeaways. You had what, on two interceptions last year? If I'm, if I'm I think we had a whopping three, <laughs> so don't cut us short. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you have a ways to go. You've, had, you've given up some big yards and big scores this year, but also they won that game for you in the fourth quarter last week. Just talk about in the progression of this defense, where are you at and where do you see it being by the end of the season? Oh, I, I definitely think we've improved on defense. We've got more athletes out there, and you know we've been bummed up over there too. You know we've we, you know when you went into one game with all freshman linebackers, it was tough. Um, you know, and then you know not having Addison out there, which he's kind of been bummed up. Um, now he's going to redshirt, um, and that that hurt us. And um, so we're uh, I think we're making good progress there. I think our guys are getting better and better in understanding the defense. I think our D lines getting better and better um, understanding what how we're doing that. And you know, in this, in this league, um, a lot of teams score points at different times. You know, we just got to find some way, somehow, to have one more point than the opponent. But I do think our defense is making a lot of plays, and you know, we're being aggressive. We're challenging a lot of things. I mean, we've got to be able to, to still in this um, league. You got to be able to tackle in space, and uh, we've done that well at times, and not as well at other times. But I think we're getting better and better at that, and understanding our leverage. And um, our guys are um, are doing a good job. Just got to keep keep moving down the road, keep improving, um, and uh, I think that we're do making some progress there, dude. Coach, because Josh Rosen is a true freshman and you may not have seen so many like complex or like exotic defensive looks, are you guys gonna maybe run more disguise blitzes against him, like move Cheeto around him more than you do? We're gonna try to put 13 guys out there and really confuse <laughs> him on the coverages, but you know, they their offense. One of the things about spread offenses when they spread you way out, it's harder to disguise. 
and when it's going fast. So we'll definitely try to disguise like a lot of teams have, but sometimes when you get going really fast, you got to get lined up. Just You can't drop down late or, or see the time clock because they're, they're snapping it so quick. But we will do some things to try to try to confuse him, just like we have tried to do with all the quarterbacks. Um, but he's a young man that came from a really good program, and, of course, he was there all spring practice. Um, and uh, But his, his ability to to adapt and be able to make accurate throws in the pocket with the pocket moving. He can just sidestep. Um, I mean, he's, he's made a couple of throws off his back foot that you see NFL guys make without, you know, and really strong-armed. So I've been impressed with the plays he's made. But we definitely have to confuse him. We definitely have to make him feel uncomfortable. If he's, if he's comfortable and he knows right where he's going, he'll make a lot of plays. So we have to do that. Mike, it's probably going to get longer to ask, answer this question each week, but you talk about the injury situation with <laughs> you guys, especially um, uh, Shea Fields, your own lineman. And, and right. Uh, um, we'll know more about Shea as, as the week goes along. We'll know more about Ryan Severson, um, but we're preparing for them not to be there at this point in time. Um, but we'll know later in the week. Uh, you know, Both of those guys have played enough that if they got well, they could go play. Um, and then uh, we got uh, – I think we'll have Jared Coe back. Um, he practiced today. He was not able to play in the game Saturday, which it was, uh, you know, that we were hoping he would. So we, we went out there. We had about eight starters out as you go from the beginning of the season. And then we, if you take into a couple of backups that end up being starters and then they were out, it was kind of a mix and match. But the way the coaching staff handled all that, that also affected our special teams a lot. Um, we had a little substitution error one time because another guy got hurt. It was just kind of heck because you're starting to get down the road there. Um, so and we, we were able to handle that. So I think that we'll have a few of those guys back. I couldn't right now. I would say Jared Cole would be back, um, but I don't know about everybody else. Um, I don't know if Jonathan Huckins would be out there. I don't know if Sam would be out there. Um, we'll know as the week goes on. Ryan Mola. Um, Ryan Mola will not be out there. Um, he's still in his concussion uh, protocol, and uh, he's feeling better and better. But um, he's at this stage, um, he will not be able to be able to be out there Saturday. I'm not going to rush him back um, with that. I mean, he can. He's moving better now, but he's still at the at the higher stages of the um, concussion protocol. So we'll give him some more time. Coach Steffo admitted that you know while they're a strong-willed team. Uh, a losing streak like you had before this game can weigh on a team. How much can a win like that propel them? Well, I think what it does is, you know, anytime you work hard at anything in life, any business, anything, and you're not having all the results you always want, you're going like, gosh, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know, when are you going to break through with the big sale if you're a salesman? You know, when are you going to um, be able to um, – finish the house, whatever, all the different things, and especially in the, you know, even the stockbroker world, you know, you have all those different days that you're working. So I think that uh, the players were kind of feeling, feeling that and then getting that um, kind of validated their hard work and all the time and effort, and, and so it makes you realize. And then, you know, it puts us four and four. We're four and four late in October. I don't know how long that's been since Colorado's been four and four late in October. We'd like to be eight and oh late in October, but uh, it still gives us hope to, to reach some goals they want to reach. Have you noticed a little bit extra pep in the step this week? Um, well, we didn't have a lot of extra pep in our step when we landed and went into our houses at 6.30 in the morning, Sunday morning. Um, and then Monday kind of um, gave them some time to recover. But today I thought they had a pep in their step, and I think they were excited. And, of course, it doesn't help when you go out and it's a gorgeous day in Boulder, Colorado, like it was today. And so that makes practice even funner. Coach, uh... 
we've seen it, we've been around you, you're, you're very emotional how much you love this team. Can you explain to someone that might not get it why you get so emotional after a win like you had Saturday? Well, if you think about, let's just think about your own personal family. If you spent hours and hours and time and time and invested in them and, and see them overcome different obstacles and see them reach different goals and then they don't get to reach certain goals and you see them hurting and you see them trying and, you, and you're working every way you can with somebody in your own personal family. Just take your own family. Well, that's what a football team is to me. All 112 of these young men are really my kids. They really are. Their parents entrust them to me. And I have to love them, care for them, discipline them, hand them on their knuckleheads, keep maturing, keep hoping, keep praying, keep working with them, keep pushing them keep finding ways to push the right buttons, keep, you know, a coach's job is to make a player do the things he doesn't want to do to reach the goals he wants to reach. And when you're pushing kids and you're helping him, you're hug when you see game after game when their eyes are like, oh, crud, and you want them to be successful, and, you want to, and then when you see that joy in their eyes and you see them proud and excited and all of that, it's just like a proud dad. You know, it's, it's an emotional situation, and it should be. If you put that much time into something, it's going to be emotional. If it's not, why do it? And uh, that's, the, that's the thrill of it. And that's also why a loss hurts, because you put a lot of time into it. Um, but there's all the other things that go, you know, like when I watch a kid make a play, I think about the time he sat in my office, or I think about the time so, 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 something happened within his family that we had to go through, or he's having a hard time here, or something off the field that nobody knows about that I'm the only one that knows about, and I see him overcome something, and oh, that, he's overcome that. Those are, that's what I see. I don't just see... Cheeto Bay a woozy. I see everything about Cheeto Bay. I don't just see Cepho Lufau. I see everything about Cepho Lufau. So I'm fully invested into these kids, and uh, that's why it's emotional to me. Coach, that was actually my question, but therefore I'm going to It's a very attractive quality in a coach to see him crying on the field or near tears after a victory. <clears throat> you know, I can't imagine Bill Belichick ever doing that. I'm old enough to remember Vince Lombardi, and he would get choked up because of the love he had for his players and vice versa. Um, obviously, you're not ashamed or embarrassed to let your emotions show, whether it's protesting a call on the sideline or, um, or letting, it, letting it flow. Um, just talk about your willingness to be real that way rather than have the Belichick attitude where you know, everything is in my home. Yeah. There's no emotion on the side. Well, I think, um, I think Bill Parcells gave me the best illustration, and Bill Belichick worked for Bill Parcells, and I worked for Bill Parcells. Nowhere am I ever near Bill Parcells or Bill Belichick as a coach, not even close. But he told me, he said, Mike, learn from me and do the things that we ask you to do. But he said, be your own personality. Be your own person. Don't try to be or emulate somebody else and be that. Then you'll... you'll You'll be a phony. You won't be who you are. So, you know, I uh, um, grew up with a dad who really cared about me and really cared about people, and that's what I saw. And I saw that actually that was his. And that's the same thing that, um, that, that I do. I can't help it. So I'm just who I am. And uh, um, so that's, that's who I am, and I'm passionate about it and care about them. And, um, and you know, my, my uh, youngest son, who's, matter of fact, getting operated on as we speak, he's uh, getting his hip operated on. Um, and I can't be there. But anyway, it's another story in itself. But he always teased me, boy, boy, we love our wins in the McIntyre household. Yeah, we do. We have always had. And that's even when they're little kids and they win and play. Um, but we also put the right 
um, understanding of um, it's the people doing the, the playing and the kids that are going on in, the, in their worlds. And, you know, in college football, to me, is different. Um, you truly are trying to build young men. You truly are. Now, you got to win football games. There's no doubt about that. But I think you definitely will win more than your share doing it the right way. And uh, you can definitely look in the mirror at night, that's for sure. Uh, Mike, the record indicates this team's better than it was last year. The Pac-12 win indicates it's better than last year. This team's performance and execution, is it where you had hoped it would be right now this season? And I guess the next part of that question, is it where it needs to be to take on the challenges that you're going to face this week right. in the coming weeks? Uh, I think as a coach, it's, it's never where you want it to be. You're always critical. Um, and you have to be, but at the same time, you have to find the silver lining in, in different things. I think that uh, um, you know we need to execute better at different times. We, we've um, we've had too many penalties this year. That's something that I've noticed. You know, our first year here, I think we had the least amount of penalties. I think Dave was in the school's history, and um, so. That's something, and then, you know, no excuse on it, but when you're switching your offensive line around everywhere and a lot of them are holding penalties and you got new kids out there and all that, that sometimes happens, um, but it doesn't, we need to fix it. Um, we, we did some running after practice today for penalties and they know that, and so we'll keep working on that. Um, and then we need to keep working on our execution. You know, also, um, things happen in that area too, but we need to, we always want to execute better. We always want to do better. I definitely think we're a better football team. I think if we lined up and played our exact team we played last year, we would beat our exact team last year pretty good, um, even with the guys we have out, because all those kids have gotten better. <laughs> um, so, But there's no doubt we're looking for more perfection, um, and you always do that as a coach. Um, How much better does this team need to be this upcoming week to be the well, I think that uh, we need to perform well. The good thing we're doing is we're not really turning the ball over. That's the, that's the biggest key to me. Um, you hear coaches say that all the time, but it is. Um, and then we need to execute um, better um, and uh, get the ball in the end zone more often this week because they got a more high-powered offense. Um, we're going to have to score points. And uh, UCLA is very, very um, exceptional on offense, and they're extremely good on defense. There's been a lot of talk for the weeks about the need to try and execute better. What are you doing to try and execute better in practice? Um, well, uh, we, uh, we, we did some good execution last week. We, we controlled the game there in a lot of phases of the football game. Um, and uh, uh, so I thought that was good. But in practice, we're working on the plays, working on the fundamentals, working on different situations that we haven't done well at. And you repeat them and you repeat them and you repeat them. Um, and uh, it's basically repetition, and it's executing it um, in, the, in the correct manner, the right alignments, the right speed, all those types of things. And then, you know, trying to put good on good and going ones against ones, which we do in practice, and we've been doing that a little bit more often lately. Um, but injuries sometimes curtail you from doing that as much as you'd like because you're trying to get some guys back. mentioned you not you got to know Cheetah Bay as a ninth grader. How did you get to know him as a ninth grader? Was he at a camp? Yeah, uh, we had camps. At, um, Oak Grove High School is a, you know, a phenomenal football school there in um, uh, San Jose. And uh, they came to our football camp as a team. We had team camps. They came every year. And uh, so going in between his ninth grade and tenth grade year, he was out there. and He was an exceptional athlete at the time. And then we recruited that high school and kids came from there. 
Um, and so it's real close by. Um, so they were over there a lot, and so I've known him for, seen him kind of grow up in a way. So it's been exciting watching him turn into a man. Mike, with, uh, with Ryan out, obviously Jared played last mm -hmm. week. First off, uh, how well do you think he played? And secondly, uh, Laguda didn't play for the first time this year. Can you talk about why he yeah, um, out there? Well, um, Jared played really well. I thought he did some really good things out there. Um, Foe played on all the special teams, did a lot there. And Foe will play some at, um, at uh, safety this week too. Um, and Foe's been doing a, a good job uh, as they got into the game with all the different quarterback changes and sets and everything. And we hadn't really busted any coverages or done anything like that. We just kept it rolling like it was. But Foe would be a guy that will definitely um, – he played on every special team. He'll play on every special team this week, and he'll also play some safety um, in there. But it was fun to see Jared out there after all he's been through. And, um, and he's such a – he's a great leader, and he's a good football player. I find it surprising that Colorado is 2-18-1 all-time in the state of California. Mm -hmm. What would a win in the heart of L.A. against a ranked team like a UCLA do for this program? Is that something that you can use to help sell recruits? I mean, does, oh, yeah. is there They're, more weight on a win in L.A. against a yeah. UCLA team? Yeah, I, no doubt. I mean, uh, it's a, a win there in L.A. and, and the Rose Bowl would, would be a, a great win for us. And I think it'd be a, a, you know, definitely a great deal for recruiting, but I think it'd be a great deal for our, our team and for our university. You know, there's a, probably a reason it's 2-18-1. and one. There's UCLA and USC that you play. Um, they're pretty good um, year in, year out. And so, you know, that just shows you the, the power of the Pac-12 conference, you know, what, you know, Colorado stepped into five years ago. They didn't step into a – they stepped into a man's league. And uh, so when we're, 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 we're moving that way. And we'll keep moving that way. And uh, we'll, there'll be a day that you'll turn around and say, well, either we've caught up in that area a little bit. So, and I, you know, hopefully we can do it um, Saturday. That's what we would definitely like to try to do. Yes, sir. follow up on that. I spoke to Justin after practice. You've got another advantage in that you've got a lot of LA area players on your team. Yes, sir. Who are going to go there. That's the old thing about wanting to show there's schools that didn't recruit you or whatever. Most of it is of an advantage is it to have so many California players who've got a chance to knock off a team like UCLA. Well, I think it's a big advantage. Yeah, it, I think it's a you know it's always big for them to go home and play, and you know their parents come to games here, but they'll have aunts, uncles, you know, little cousins that look up to them, and all that type of thing even adds a little bit better, um, you know, to their. Um, Motivation. They really don't need any more motivation, but I think that's a good deal. Um, and then, you know, um, they'll have our high school coaches will probably come to the games and their junior high coaches and their Pop Warner, all that type of thing. So it makes it a big deal for, for that. Um, and, uh, but, it, you know, it's exciting anytime I think you play in the Rose Bowl, too. Coach, we saw uh, Utah lose pretty big this week, and they were looking like one of the better teams in the Pac 12. It goes to show you that any team can win right. a game in the Pac 12. Does that mentality that carry over your football team that any game in, in the Pac-12 is winnable, that these are really winnable games for your football team? Uh, yes, our, our kids truly believe. I think if you ask them, they'd be honestly looking in the eye and, and it wouldn't be BS anymore. They definitely think they can beat anybody they play. And, and that's why they they have fight so hard and keep battling and believe they can do it. And that's our, our plan is to be able to, to line up and play and, and beat anybody that we play. Mike, um, Seppo, uh, 
but it was part of the game plan for Stefano to run a lot more. Did you see some advantages to that with the defense having to play back, and is that something you might incorporate in the future? Yeah, um, you know, Sefo's ability to run, um, you know, like I said, I think he's gotten him, he's in better shape than he ever was. He's running better than he ever was. Um, and a lot of that was because of his back problem he had as his freshman year that not many people know about, and he kind of overcame all that. And he's in great shape, and he can, you know, he, he's, he's faster than he looks, and, you know, he makes up ground, and he's extremely tough and powerful. And, you know, uh, he's one of those quarterbacks that I think the other team doesn't really like to see running. You know, sometimes they like to see the quarterback run, they want to go hit him. You don't see people really wanting to go hit him all the time. I mean, when you hit 245 pounds at six foot four that's running pretty fast, it's. It's a big load. It's like hitting a big tight end. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely keep running him. Um, you know, we've got to. We're cautious about how we do it. But if we need to to, to get a touchdown or get a, a valuable situation, there, he gives us an advantage because now they got to pack the box when we spread out because he's you got a running back and a, another running back, but he can also throw it. So if they pack the box, he he has reads to throw it. If they don't pack the box, he has reads to run it. And, so it, it gives us an advantage, um, and that's something that the opponent has to be aware of. It gives us another weapon. And it helps us control the clock, too, and, and ground out some first downs, which helps our defense get fresh and stay available on the sidelines. That being the case, how do you coach him up to, I mean, obviously you don't want to get a hurt, you don't want to lose your quarterback. Right. You want him to make good decisions when he's running, to, not only for game situations, but to Right, he's done a good job of sliding or getting out of bounds or getting down, but when he has to get the first down, he, he's going to go get it. So, um, but he, he understands how to do that, and, and he's done. A, I think he's done a good job at that. Um, I really do. Coach, I talked to Coach Lindgren about kind of late in games when you're trying to run out the clock, conversations that go on, whether you're going to run, whether you're going to pass. Can you explain just kind of how fast moving that is um, and the decisions that have to be made quickly on what, what plays you're going to go with? Right. We've gone over that before the game. We practice it a lot. Um, we have some different things that we do. Um, also, it kind of goes on, are we stopping them? You know, how good are, how good are they moving the ball? It, it, you know, if it's 45-47, if it's it's a different thing than if it's 10 to 17, you know, because you're kind of thinking, okay, what do we want to do? Are we going to take a chance and give them the ball right here? Do we want to run out their timeouts? Can they move the ball as well? So all of that's a thought process that I have that we're talking about. Um, but th there's no doubt you want to be able to put the ball game away, put the game away on offense. Um, and uh, so we, um, so those are different. And there are things that we work on, talk about, um, go over. Um, and sometimes you're very fortunate. You, you bust a run or they bust a coverage or, you know, we've had times when we've taken shots in those chains and finished games off. And so um, it's a, a thing that we work on constantly and talk about as the game's going on. Coach, you got uh, Kenna Colabodi back yes. for last game. And Ryan Nalbo is still a horse in the middle. Can you talk a little bit, maybe X's and O's, or technically about your run defense? Um, who did you say there? Ryan Dahl, the running back for Oregon State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was a big boy. Um, yeah, um, there, well, there was, we did some good things against them, and they did some good things against us on it. And what I mean by that is three times our defensive tackle came clean and hit him two yards in the backfield, and he broke the tackle. You know, we hit him clearly in the backfield, read the thing right, did it right, and he just ran over us. Um, then we hit him on fourth down in inches and stopped him, which was a huge play and change in the game. So it, it really went back to tackling the big guy. 
is what really happened. Um, and he made some good runs, and then we um, – um, the good thing is we didn't let him completely break one and, and get in the end zone. We stopped him, made him kick some field goals and that type of thing. But if we would have tackled him better on the times that we read it correctly and came clean, um, it'll be a little bit different story. But he's a big load. He, he really ran hard. Speaking of Ole Bode, it was the first game back. He looked like it was a good success. How does he look this week? Um, he looks good. Kenneth looks good. He's had a. Um, he's fresh. Um, he didn't have any, um, you know, repercussions from his leg after the game from getting it hit on. It was padded well, so he he looked good in practice today, and he's moving around well, and he and he played well in the game. It was good to have Kenneth back out there. There's so many things he does. Number one, he makes tackles and he makes plays and he can run people down. But he gets us lined up right. He sees certain things, and um, you know. You know he'll he'll make an opportune play from here to, at time to time, like he did the interception against CSU. But also a play that you might not see, he might cover a back out of the backfield that would have been wide open before, and he got him. And they can't throw it to him, and we get a sack. Things like that that you don't notice. He he does. He's a really good football player. Leo, tell what you guys uh, run defense. Uh, like you were, you were looking at Ryan Nall, stopped a couple times in the backfield, just didn't wrap up. How much more important is that against a guy like Perkins this week? Uh, it's extremely important because he's such a more dynamic back than uh, the back we had last week. He's a lot quicker. Um, he's real shifty, and he uh, has a lot of speed, so he can get out quickly. So that's our main thing is we need to wrap up for that. Just, I just followed, how frustrating was that for you um, to have him so many times and uh, have him scored out of there? Oh, it was very frustrating, actually. I mean, because, I mean, not just I want stats, but um, it could have made the game go a lot quicker or a lot easier. It made um, it gave them a lot more drives because after the missed tackles, he was gaining like another 10 yards before anyone was hitting him. So it, it put a lot more pressure on the defense than it needed to be. Leo, Coach Levitt talks about how the defense is a work in progress, but how important is it to get a win like last Saturday to kind of validate the, the hard work you guys are putting in? Um, it's extremely, it was, it was extremely important for us because, um, we knew that we were good enough to play with everyone in the Pac-12, but we needed to, um, solidify it and basically show it to everyone else. Leo, sometimes, uh, when Juco, Juco guys come in, there's a narrative about how, oh, it's going to be tough for them to fit in the locker room, this, this, and this. How was that transition for you and, uh, how easy was it for you to blend in with this team? Oh, the transition was easy um, because of the team that we got a great team and uh, everyone was inviting and that was from the coaching staff on down to the equipment managers everyone was extremely inviting coming in so it made it feel like a family it was like really no transition period Leo um, after getting that win now you move ahead to the last five weeks of your schedule. You're playing a ranked UCLA team this week. Is, I guess, the feeling in the locker room, we've got the win off our back, but we know we need to be better to take on the teams we're going to face in this final stretch run starting with UCLA? Yeah. Like, um, that win was great just to, like you said, get the monkey off our back. Like, well, now, we, now that we have a win in the Pac-12, now it's – we need to turn it up and step it up a little bit more because for the rest of the stretch, we've got a serious, you know, serious teams that we're going to be playing, and we need to really turn it up a notch. Leo, 
as you guys were losing some games, you know, players always talk about you gotta have a you know short memory and just turn the page and look at the next one. Is it the same thing on a win? You can't look dwell too much on the win. You gotta look forward to the next game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for a win, it has to be um, has to be short lived because I mean, it's such a quick turnover with. Um, how we're starting our weeks and everything and how quickly we're going to have to play another team. Like, you, we can't just sit here and just um, celebrate one win too much because we, we got another, you know, we got the rest of the season to go. UCLA is coming off a very impressive win, particularly off a very incredible performance by their quarterback. What are you going to do to stop him? Um, pressure. That's the main focus is pressure because he is he's a serious quarterback when, we, when you let him stay in the pocket and you let him – be able to get the ball to his playmakers around him. I mean, so that's the main thing for us is pressure, 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 pressure. Leo, you characterized yourself in your bio as a late bloomer. Was that because of a lack of physical maturity or overall maturity or what? Um, I think it was a, a bit of both. I think um, just from coming from a JUCO standpoint, it was more like for myself, um, I knew coming in it was going to be a little bit of a, a slow roll because I had been a year out of football, and um, and I needed a little bit of time to develop. But yeah, um, I think I'm coming along pretty well. What What did you do in the year out of football? Um, basically just worked out. That was the main thing. Is I wanted to keep in shape and be strong when I would come in. Um, but it was nothing compared to you know what I was expecting when I got here. It was good. It was a good start, a good basis, but it was nothing compared to, you know. Do you feel like now that you're slowly getting to a Pac-12 level of play? Yeah, I do. I do. I think I'm taking it game by game, I'm taking the coaching, and, you know, really, really engulfing myself in watching film and different things, basically turning into the Pac-12 player that I need to be. How important is it for you guys to sh that, that it shows the improvement that you guys are holding Pac-12 teams to two scores? Um, it's very important because it's it's finally showing that um, that our defense is changing. You know, CU is changing as a program, and um, because the main thing, like the margin of just last year, the margin between these teams was so ridiculous by halftime. Like it's it's a great point to like for everyone else in the Pac-12 to really see that you know CU means business. Probably aren't allowed to hit Sefo in practice, but can you talk about um, him as a runner? And you know, McIntyre was talking about how opposing teams probably don't want to hit him a whole lot. Like, uh, what can you say about him as a runner, even though you guys are probably allowed to hit him? Um, as a runner, I think he's he's deceptive. Let's say that he's he's very. Um, I think teams underestimated a lot, and that's when he um, kind of makes him pay with you know some of the plays that he makes, especially like in the red zone. I think he makes teams pay for um, not really thinking that he's a runner. Have you ever hit him? No. No. We, I probably would have to run. It would probably be pretty bad for me if I were to hit him, yeah. Gold jerseys are no-go in practice, yeah. Anything else for Leo? I'll ask one. Are you surprised how little you seem to come out of the lineup considering this is your first year at Altitude? You've been a couple games where you've played almost every snap. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit surprising, but I mean, I guess I've uh, I kind of 
kind of just said, uh, the heck with it, like this, let's go, you know, and I'm here now. So, I mean, um, after coach would come to me and he'd be like, um, so how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm feeling good. And he asked me that three times and that's when I'll know, like, uh, I'm going to have to play a lot of reps this game. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it just comes with it now. So, yeah, kind of used to it. Leo, you're from the heart of SEC country. You come out here to Boulder and play in the Pac-12. Coach Mack, just a few minutes ago, called it a grown man's conference. Uh, how was, I guess, how did you first view the Pac-12? Has it changed in your mind since you've been out here? And I guess you've played with, against SEC players. How does it compare to you? Um, I would say I always thought that the Pac-12 was, you know, a good conference. I used to think that it was second to the SEC, just growing up in the SEC. And um, coming out here and actually playing in it, it's, a, it's giving me a different perspective on it. I mean, because the guys we're going up against are big and fast, pretty much like the SEC. Um, so um, I say it has changed my my thought process a lot. Yeah, it's it, Pac-12 is is serious. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Leo. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.